Welcome to our podcast, Transparently Speaking. I am Diana, and I have a son who transitioned at a young age to become his true self. And I am Joy. I have also supported my daughter to transition at an early age. We are here to share our experience and our learning along this journey. We want to provide support and guidance parent to parent. And if you find yourself on a similar journey, we want you to know that you are not alone. So let's dive in, transparently speaking. Joy, I was reflecting recently on there have been times and we've talked a little bit about the anti-trans legislation that's occurred here. And and I think especially at those times and some other times, I was reflecting on the fact that I desired support, like I desired for people to check in, to acknowledge what this must be like. And, and it's hard, like that, that is what I wanted for support. I just want to clarify that because that may not be what support looks like for other people. <laughs> but I was recognizing, I'm like somebody, like I want to talk to somebody. I want somebody to check in on me or something. And that just wasn't happening. And it really made me think about what support means to me and how do I get it? Because I I wasn't angry at anyone checking in or not checking in. I didn't have a list of like, oh, you didn't check in. But I just recognized that I I had this desire. And like, why wasn't it happening? You know, I I thought like, oh, well, people must know. And all this negative stuff is being spoken. Like it, it stings. It hurts. And I have had people through the year, like, while it's been kind of going across the country that if I have a conversation with somebody, they might say, how are you doing as part of the conversation? I don't know if they reach out just for that reason, but they might tag it in. I came up with a conclusion of why people don't shake it in on me. I don't know if it's true or not. I'll probably. <laughs> so this, this conclusion is an assumption is what I'm hearing. It's like based on everything, you know, and the logic you put together in your brain, the story you're telling yourself is the reason people don't check on in on you is what Diana? I think because I have intentionally through the past 10 years, put myself out there as all is good, which it is good. But like, I'm fine. I'm strong. I got this. I've been the educator. I've been the one supporting others. And so I don't think people think I need the support. And I mean, if I'm being really honest, I think in our culture too, it's, I feel like people are afraid of offering the wrong thing and their intentions being misunderstood. And what I mean is, you know, there are stories of people offering help or support or whatever that is. And then the person they're offering it to gets insulted. Like, you think I need help? You think I need support? Why do you think I can't do this myself? Why do you think this is a problem? I don't think it's a problem. And Basically, the conclusion I came up with was that if I want support, I'm going to have to ask for it and be very clear. And like that doesn't have to be a problem. It's just a, an awareness that you can't wait for people to come. Like if they come, like it's icing on the cake, but you might just have to ask for it. Yeah. So being aware of that that's what you need, I guess, is even a first step. <laughs> and then asking for it sounds like it really requires a lot of bravery or something. I don't know. What is, what does that feel like? That's a great word. Well, it's funny, as you were saying bravery, I didn't even think about that. I was was thinking like, it can be scary to like open up and be vulnerable and be like, I'm struggling right now. You know, there's the fear of being dismissed. 
Like, why are you afraid of? It's not in your state. Or what are you afraid of? Your governor won't pass it. What's the big deal? And and that with that comes an invalidation. I don't know. It's like also knowing who is that safe person to talk to, to ask for support that will say, I don't know what they need to say, but just like be there. And sometimes like, I don't know what to say to you. I just want you to know I'm there. And I, I don't want to give a script to people. I don't want like for those people that are allies to like, this is what I say. Like, <laughs> I think that's a really good point, right? Because everybody's different, first of all. So there's not going to be a one size fits all type of support that's going to feel good and warm and huggy or whatever. And I accept the responsibility that I'm going to have to ask for it. I'm going to have to say, hey, can you be a listening ear for me. I don't want advice. I don't want you to tell me that everything's going to be okay. Cause I'm not going to, I'm going to think you don't know what you're talking about. Leave me alone. <laughs> Basically say what I need. I need you to be a listening ear, or I do need you to tell me everything's going to be okay. Or I need to know that whatever, this is what I need. Yeah. And I think I'll offer that for me, it's hard to figure out what I need. And I kind of like just wish other people would know what I needed so they could give it to me. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes. I, I'm laughing because I understand that feeling. And it's like, okay, if I don't know myself, but I expect somebody else, you know, of to course. know me better than me. It's please. like, it's yes. That would be so amazing, wouldn't it? <laughs> And I say all this because we were talking to start and I'm just like feeling exhausted today. And so like, I remember my mother-in-law once talking about our babies when we had them, because now our babies are grown up. Uh, But my mother-in-law saying something like, can you imagine what it would feel like for somebody to just like pick you up and hold you and just feel held? You know, knowing that somebody's got you. Yes. Somebody's keeping you safe. Somebody's nurturing you. Yeah. So that's kind of what I think of when I think like, oh, that'd be really nice. if somebody just knew what I needed to help me feel safe. Truth is, and I think we both know, like safety, we create safety. And it would be nice for somebody. (laughs) (laughs) Well, so the other thing that came up as you were just sharing that, Diana, is... My husband had a little weekend retreat with some friends and I walked into this group of gentlemen and I made some comment about how things were pretty crazy, right? With legislation that was coming up and I don't remember exactly what had happened, but some of these bills had passed through the assembly and and he just totally brushed it off and he was like, oh, but it doesn't matter because our governor is going to veto it. And I had this immediate feeling okay, yes, that provides some relief. Like we all believe that's going to happen. And hopefully that's always the case. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And knowing that outcome doesn't recognize the fact that the process even happened, right? That people spent all this time and energy and money in creating these bills to get them passed and doing whatever they need to do to make that happen. I'm clueless about all the process, but I can only imagine. And then knowing that like 10,000 people showed up to testify against these things Mm -hmm. and the energy and the emotion and the exhaustion that comes with all that. I feel like by somebody just saying, Oh, but the governor's going to be like totally invalidates 
how these things impact us as people who would be impacted if they would be passed. Right. I, I mean, I hear you because even though I know that they won't be passed beyond the governor and there's not enough, at least right now, to veto it, it still feels like a blow. Like, you're talking about our children in a way that takes away some of their humanity, in a way that takes away some of their dignity, in a way you would never want your children to be talked about. You wouldn't want people to be discussing your children's body in that way and, and debating whether they're real or not. Not not the body, but the person. <laughs> right. The identity. And debating their access to health care that supports their identity. That you know is a lifeline. Yeah. I mean, do you know what a... Even if we know the governor is not going to pass it, the fact that people are spending their energy, their time, and the state's money to talk about this, to consider taking life-saving health care away from our children, that hurts. It also reminds us of the mountain we have to overcome. They have to overcome, really. I mean, we're just on for the ride because of their age, and we'll, I think... It's fair to, well, I won't speak for you, but I have a strong guess you'd agree with me that we'll stand by them till the end, but it's still their mountain to climb. Yeah. You know, I was talking with another good friend of mine and I was talking about how every time we're reminded of this mountain that they have to climb and the role that we choose to play as their parents in trying to provide them unconditional support wherever we are in that journey that right now the burden feels extra heavy too because my child wants is undisclosed because my child doesn't even really need to, I, I don't know, I'm making a whole bunch of assumptions here, but because they're choosing not to even stay informed necessarily about some of these things that could be an age thing. It could be whatever. But so the burden, my friend said this and it really resonated. The burden falls on me mm-hmm. as the mom that I carry this burden right now. It feels really heavy. It is. It is the responsibility of another and their well-being and their future. It is heavy. And back to, you know, the concept of support. So what do we need other than, you know, the magical mind reading somebody who knows more of what I need than I do? (laughs) I think for those listeners out there who know somebody who's struggling like this, I, I do think that if you can just offer recognizing that this is tough for anybody who might be somewhere in this journey and experiencing it, offer an ear, offer a recognition that it must be tough and just be there. Check in with your people. What can you do if there's anything? And it might just be that asking that question is like all the support that would have made my day. 100%. Yes. Because I think also to your point of having kids who are non-disclosed, it makes it even harder to ask for support. Now we're limited into who we can ask and yeah, who we can share some of the thoughts and feelings with. And sometimes I think, you know, we've talked before about like, what's the role of people not in it? Yes, you and I can talk to each other. And I think there's also, it's two-sided. You can tell me if you agree or disagree. But for me, it's two-sided. I know I can talk to you anytime, Joy. And there are times where I'm like, this is on you as much on me. I don't know. Like sometimes I don't want to put it on you. Like sometimes that shared journey helps. And sometimes it's like, 
maybe it's knowing when I can hand when I can handle to support somebody else and checking in, getting your consent, like, hey, can you handle a little bit today? Oh, I like that idea. And I think it's interesting because I mean you're right, and I know, same thing. I know you're there all the time. And there must just be something about what's coming up for me is the piece that feels like the gap when we're like trying to imagine what would support feel like coming from elsewhere. It's from those who don't have to walk in these shoes every day. It's it's somehow hearing from them that they recognize what might be happening in our world and how that could be really tough on us. It, it just means that they're maybe thinking about me mm-hmm. and about the challenge that we might be facing. And I think just hearing from somebody that might recognize that would mean a lot. Yes. I think hearing, like, as I was listening to you, I'm thinking like, yeah, it's about being seen. Like, I know you see me and I see you, but we cannot do this alone. We cannot create the change we desire alone. We need those people that aren't walking in our shoes. And so I think that's what that offers to some degree is like, we're being seen outside of our own community. Like there's help. Right. You often bring up where are the helpers? I think all we're trying to say is, you know, be a helper by just knowing, seeing, saying that things must be tough right now. Yeah. Yeah. Or you can even say like, I don't know what to say. I just want you to know I'm here. Tell me what you want. Tell me what you need. Yeah. (laughs) I hope those that are listening that are allies don't feel like, oh no, I don't do enough. Because if you feel that way, well, I feel that way too many times. (laughs) Not just about this issue, but other, like I know I have friends that need support. Sometimes I haven't talked to friends for a while and I wonder like, how are they doing? You know, I should probably check in. And I recognize that life happens. We all have our limits of how much time we have to connect with other people, how much energy we have to support other people. So I, I personally get it, but I just want, I think I wanted to offer to those that are parents and family members, just to talk about it. If you feel like, gosh, I don't feel supported. You're not alone. And I just offer you to consider figuring out what you need and asking for it. And for those that are allies, if you're nervous, I don't want to say the wrong thing. I don't want to do the wrong thing. I don't want to offer support and have my intentions questioned. I would encourage you to take the risk. Because if they get upset with you for offering support, you know what your intentions are. You don't have to make that mean about you. They may be having a bad day. Thank you, Diane. I think that's sage advice and insight. Does it make sense? We were talking about how support might look really different at different stages of this journey. And I think just to kind of put name or voice to we're, you know, I'm almost 10 years into the journey. You're a little over that, I think. And so our experience, what we're even talking about today might not feel relevant to others who (laughs) are somewhere else in this journey. So I just kind of want to name that. And I know we both, you helped create the support network that was absolutely essential to me early on in my, in my journey, a parent support group of those of us who had kids that were questioning or going through this space of either gender dysphoria or knowing their identity, us not knowing what that meant. (laughs) (laughs) And that was a very different time in terms of the type of support and that sort of a social discussion and group and everything was super helpful early on. And and you and I have talked about how we generally don't engage that way anymore. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, I know. I think for me at the beginning, I wanted to, I felt alone. And so I really wanted that community, which I often hear from parents that are at the beginning of the journey. They they feel alone and they want community. They want others that are walking the journey very similarly. And so that makes sense. That might be the type of support they want. Whereas like I was just saying like, hey, I know you're there, but I need other people to see me. They may not be at that stage of the game. They're like, no, I need I need people that are on this journey also. I think because I have those people, I know those people, I know where to find those people. I have a community that that's why support looks different. And that's why you have to kind of figure out what it is that you need. And what's coming up for me as you say all this is almost some feeling of like guilt. Like ultimately I feel entirely surrounded by a lot of support resources. And yet we're sitting here talking about how we kind of feel alone. (laughs) So... I, Why do you feel guilty about that? Oh my gosh, because I think that I must be failing in the space of like, re- well, obviously I'm failing the space of recognizing what I need and being able to ask for it. Because I'm saying like, I have everything that I need, but I'm just not asking for it. I'd offer, I don't know if it's failing, but it's learning. Because as you just pointed out, it's changed for us. And so we have to kind of learn what we need to learn. You know, a year ago, or a little bit beyond that, prior to a lot of this legislation pop starting to pop up every place, we wouldn't have said we needed this. I wouldn't have hoped people check in on, I mean, I love talking to people. And if you know me, you know, I love talking to people. So check in <laughs> all you want. I love it. But you know what I mean? I wasn't, I wasn't missing it. Yeah. Yeah. So I offer you joy that you're not failing. You're just figuring it out. And for those who don't know, I use this in my leadership development work all the time. Fail, look at it as an acronym, first attempt in learning. So I like to say failure as this safe space of growth and learning. So it's totally okay if I fail. And I'm, I'm also trying to make that a new motto and a new way of being in my previously very perfectionistic world where everything had to be just right and everything else. So I offer that in case that helps anybody out there listening. For sure. Well, I thank you, Joy, for always being a support for me. I thank the listeners because when you listen, we feel seen and we feel heard. And we hope that we're doing what we set out to do, which is to help and support others. Yay. So, yes, thank you so much, listeners. And if you know of anybody else that could benefit by listening, please do share the word, like, and support our podcast. That's a wrap on this episode of Transparently Speaking. Thanks for joining us today. Join us again on the 1st and 15th of every month for our next podcast. Thank you to Filter for our awesome music. That's P-H-I-L-T-Y-R. Check them out at Apple Music, YouTube Music, Spotify, or anywhere you download music. As a reminder, we welcome your feedback and questions. Email us anytime at transparentlyspeakingpodcast at gmail.com. If you're taking something away from our podcast, we'd appreciate if you'd take a moment to provide us a review. The more listeners and reviews, the more people we can reach and support. Thanks in advance. Cheers from Joy and Diana.